It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. Are you a fan of Marvel movies? I know I am. And I specifically remember the quest to find all the Infinity Stones so that you could create the Infinity Gauntlet so that Thanos could wipe out half of the planet because he thought that would make it better. Why do I even bring this up? Because this is very much like the quest for finding the silver bullet solution for Agile. I get people all the time who ask, you know, okay, so we are a company and we are trying to do design thinking or we're doing dynamic systems development method or we're following an Agile unified process or we're doing behavioral driven design or feature driven design. And we end up in a place where we get stuck. You know, so we're going to start doing lean or Kanban or Even some organizations say, we're struggling to get everything right, so we're going to try one of the scaled approaches, like SAFE. And what I can tell you is that's a bad idea. I'm going to say something here in the next 10 seconds that will likely blow your mind. Are you ready? If you try to pick one and do it perfectly, you are setting yourself up for failure. Let's try that one more time. If you choose Scrum and do Scrum perfectly end-to-end, there's a very high chance that you'll have project failure. This is not what you wanted to hear, but it's the truth. So how can I say that with such authority and still remain so calm? Here's how. Because what I discovered many, many years ago, let's take a trip back, a journey back, if you will, to the 2001-ish timeframe where the Agile Manifesto came to be. And let's discuss what was happening around that time. They had so many different ways of doing projects that all kind of fell within the framework of agile methodologies. You had people choosing Lean and Kanban and Scrum and Extreme Programming and Dynamic Systems Development Method and a Mikado Method and Rational Unified Process, Agile Unified Process, Prince2, Waterfall, Design Thinking. I could go down a list with you, right? There was just a hundred ways to do projects. And the truth is, each one of those projects had its merits. Each one of those, I shouldn't say projects, but each one of those frameworks within the Agile method methodology had its merit. It had its gold standard. It had its piece to stick by. And what's been interesting over time is that people have taken something that was a plain and simple truth and manipulated it into something that was a behemoth that didn't necessarily do the job as efficiently. And we've seen this time and time again with some of the scaled methods, you know, especially if you start looking into things like SAFE and uh, if you start looking into things like Scrum at Scale. I'm not saying they're bad. It's just if you don't have the basics or foundations nailed, it makes it really hard to do some of these scaled frameworks. So then the question becomes, okay, so scaled frameworks are bad. Doing one of these is bad. How do we approach this? And the answer comes from one of the most unlikely places. Now, I'm not claiming to be a proponent of or claiming to be a supporter of, but I'm bringing up a topic from disciplined agile delivery. One of the things that they got right is they created a document. Now, I'm not a fan of the length of the document. I'm not a fan of all of the content of the document, but I am a fan of the message and approach that it announces. The name of the document is called Choose Your Wow. 
and WOW, W-O-W stands for way of working. And I like this because what I find is that most organizations don't get one key thing about project management. The key to successful project management is to understand that no matter what type of product or project you build, that it always goes through four distinct phases. Let's talk about those real quick. So the first phase is ideation. In order for you to understand something and say uh, it's a good thing, you need to come up with a good idea. Many times people on the front line come up with those ideas to solve complex problems, and they say, hey, I have a good idea. I think we should do X. It is now our responsibility, if we feel like this has potential or merit, to allow or to allocate a small amount of money to that idea to vet it out, to make sure it's a good idea, make sure we're happy, to make sure that we're getting the highest level of value from it. The second allocation comes once, and and inside of ideation, I guess I should clarify, we should do things like focal questioning, brainstorming, identifying high-level ideas, identifying, having collaborative sessions, identifying the top five ideas to solve a problem. Those are all things that you would do in the ideation phase. The second phase, if you will, is going to be called, uh, what I like to call it the MVP phase, right? This is where we're looking for a minimal viable product or a prototype or a proof of concept or a quick and dirty. This is where once we understand that the idea is a good idea, that we want to make sure that it properly integrates with what we currently have. Does this product map to what we're currently doing? Does this idea have a solid infrastructure and architecture in place? Or are we going to have to build that from scratch or rebuild it? And I think that it's important for us to follow some steps there as well to identify who our target persona is. Once we understand our target persona, then we can do some context mapping, empathy mapping. We can do some story mapping. We can do some journey mapping. And you can figure out, at the end, you can even create a small-scale risk log just to figure out who our target audience is. Do we have a clear vision statement in place? Do we understand what we're trying to do? and making certain we have the nuts and bolts in place before we get to the most expensive part. So speaking of dollar signs, if you use the Yelp system to try to figure this out, the ideation piece that we talked about earlier, that's only one dollar sign, very inexpensive. The MVP, it's two dollar signs. Now, it doesn't mean it's twice as much. It just means it's astronomically more than the ideation piece. The third piece that I want to discuss is probably the most intense. It is the most, oh my goodness, This is the delivery or build out. Now, when you're building out, when you're building a product or service, this is everything that you could possibly think of. This is anything that you associate with Agile. Estimation, forecasting, sprint planning, release planning, road mapping, reviews, demos, retrospect, anything that you can think of that has to do with delivery of a product or service falls in this category. This category, are you sitting down? is $5 signs. It is by far the most expensive of all these different categories. But the trick is many people start by just saying we're going to focus on Scrum only, and they end up beginning right at the beginning of this most expensive category, where the first step is create a product backlog. It's almost like bring me a shrubbery. You know, people just don't know what it is. And they end up with something that the product owner thinks is right, but without doing any of that initial investment, it may be something that the end consumer actually hates. So you spend all of your time focusing on output, none of your time focusing on outcome or impact, and you end up building the wrong thing. 
This is the most time consuming and the most expensive part. You think you'd want to do a little bit of research up front to make it done. Now keep in mind, I'm not saying be heavy handed with the, uh, with the front load work, but you need to do something to make sure that you're set. And then the final thought, phase four, and then, by the way, phase three is $5 signs. Uh, so phase four is only $2 signs again, but this is how are you going to get that product or service to your consumer? If it's an actual product, you might follow some lean combine principles, uh, lean manufacturing principles to get that product, measure cycle time, measure throughput, measure variance, and get that product delivered. If you're doing a software product or service, you might switch gears and you might say, uh, let's, you know, you could still measure some of those other things, but let's measure how we're doing continuous integration and continuous deployment and focal switching and make sure we understand how things are going to get delivered and make sure that we understand a clear delivery path to our end consumer. And if we can do these things, more of a DevOps type model, right? If we can do those things, then we regain our focus and it allows us to create a map that goes all the way through. The key is that we don't necessarily have to focus on any one prescriptive framework to be able to do it. There's a reason it's called a framework because you can add to and take away from. So my, the best advice I can give you with regard to this when it comes to Agile and Scrum and Kanban and searching for the perfect solution is to stop searching for the perfect solution and start executing a little bit from each of these phases. And if you do, I can promise you astronomical success. I hope that answers your question. I hope it goes a long way. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about this topic, shoot me over an email, lee at agiledad.com, and I'd love to address this topic for you, send you over some additional information. There's so much here, and I'd love to make sure that we get it all done. So until next time, stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Do take care.